what is the best way to identify your niche and how do you connect with your the residents or connect with your ideal client avatar once you do identify your niche First of all, let me just make let me just answer a question. Let's just say you are in real estate or you're a local professional. Choosing to dominate one area, you don't want to choose to dominate an area based upon proximity. You want to look at a couple of factors, especially if you're in real estate. Are you wanting a kickstart on your business and you want to learn how to be the go-to professional in your industry? Well, guess what? I've got a challenge for you. It's five days of coaching. It's brand new. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. That's kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. And you'll get a training with me for five straight days. That's going to help kickstart you as the go-to professional in your industry. So sign up and I'll see you there. For example, in your niche, if let's just say, you know, Rachel says that she wants to, um, she wants to start you know, being the, the community mayor of her town, that the town housing um, area that she lives at. But she says really the people are a little bit older than her, they don't really connect online, and most of them aren't even going online to find a business professional, but they're going back to the person that originally sold them the home. So she doesn't really feel like it's a good fit. So my advice to you, Rachel, would be don't use, don't choose that niche, don't choose that townhome. Pick another area that you feel comfortable with, that you know well, right? Um, and that isn't already dominated by somebody. So when I pick an area to farm, so to speak, this is for real estate agents, I first do uh, one of three things. I first check to see if there's any agent that already primarily dominates. I also then look to see what the, um, what the average price ranges of homes are, right? And I look to see the average days on market as well as how many have sold in any given particular time period. So for example, let's just say 100 homes sell in a certain area and the price range is 500,000. But then in another area, 70 homes have sold with the price range of 750,000. And in both of these areas, it's not really you know, dominated by one agent. Well, I would pick the one that only had 70 houses because I'm making almost you know, one and a half times uh, more than I would in the first neighborhood. So I wouldn't, I don't have to work as hard and I'll still be making more money. So that's, I would pick that area where there's 80 homes or 70 homes that are selling for 750 versus 100 homes that are selling for 500,000. Does that make sense? So don't choose an area based upon where you live and because it being your, in your neighborhood, check to see, you know, how many homes are moving every single year? What's the average price range for those homes? What's the average days on market for those homes? Um, is there already an agent who dominates in that in that area? Now, don't let an agent dominating worry you. If you do it correctly and you, you do what I call digital location domination, which means that you start creating content regarding anything and everything regarding that neighborhood, that subdivision, that area, you can easily learn to dominate and, and take over. It just won't be as easy as if there was somebody that didn't already kind of you know rule the roost, so to speak. So what I like to do, if there's anyone that's that's taking any more than about 20% market share in an area, you might wanna kind of be weary of, of having that be your area because they've been doing a lot of marketing, a lot of promoting of themselves. So you're gonna have to, you know, kind of overcome that before you can start making an impact of your own. So that's how I've always chosen the areas when I go to dominate um, or go to do location digital domination. And that's what I recommend with you as well. Now this is the case for any any business, right? So let's just say, um, you know, choosing a niche. So a niche could be for any business or professional. Let's just say you are an insurance agent and you want to specialize in helping 
um, businesses that have, um, you know, they're like, they have semi-trucks. You want to be um, working on helping businesses get insurance that have big, massive, you know, 18-wheelers. That right there is a niche within itself. Let's just say you are a divorce attorney and you want to help people that have children divorce in a respectable manner. Let's just say you're a dentist and your focus as a dentist is on helping people, you know, that that are going to be needing braces. You're not an orthodontist, but you're, you know, you really want to help people that have that have braces. So, there's so many different niches that you can choose and the best way to choose them is figure out what do you love to do? Who do you like to work with? Who do you love to serve? What lights you up inside, right? Um, you might be really, really good at something, but you might hate it. So I don't always say to pick what you're good at. If you're good at something and you also love it, that's a great way to find a niche, okay? When you're finding your niche, you wanna make sure that there's a demand for your niche, right? So there's people that are actually gonna need it. You need to make sure that there is enough um, people to support, you know, to be able to support you having that, that, that be your niche. And understand that just because you are niching in one particular client doesn't mean that you're not going to attract normal type of clients. It just and be, get normal types of referrals and those kind of things. It just means that anytime somebody's looking for that specific type of professional based upon the niche that you provide, that if you're creating content, getting the video out there properly, distributing it properly, making sure it goes on your website and goes on YouTube and you're running ads behind it so it's being seen by the masses, that when those people go to do searches, you will show up for that particular niche. But it doesn't mean that you're not gonna show up as the, a typical normal professional that can just help anyone. So I hope that makes sense, Rachel. Um, my advice to you would be to maybe find a new neighborhood Figure out who you love, who you love to work with, and use that as your niche. Hi everyone, welcome to Questions with Krista. I am a real estate agent broker just like you, and in the, the grind of it, in the grunt of it, so we're, we talk about local marketing strategies to help you stand out from the from everyone else. So we've got Molly Pennington here and she says, Molly says, do you suggest mailing out just sold cards to subdivisions where your listings just sold? Absolutely yes, just listed cards, just sold cards. It's very, very important to do it. The thing though that a lot of agents do, and I don't think it's very effective, is that they just do these postcards so that when they list a house or when they sell a house, but they don't do it to the regular farming area. So what you want to think about is if you're just doing it to where you are to a house that you're selling in a certain subdivision, but you're not doing it on a regular basis to your actual farm, I call this location domination, they're not seeing you all the time. So the likelihood of somebody being ready to sell when they see your postcard just that one time is very small. However, if you on a regular basis will take your just your listeds, your solds, your multiple just listed, your multiple just solds, your pendings, and you market them to a certain geographic farm that you choose and pick, right? And you do this over and over again on a consistent basis, eventually they're gonna realize that they continue to see your postcards. So what happens with people is they do this. They get a postcard, they throw it away. They get a postcard, they throw it away. But after they've seen your postcard for three months, for a year, for 18 months, for two years, when they're absolutely ready to sell, then all of a sudden they're gonna realize that they've been seeing your postcards over and over again. But what most people do is they just mark it one time or two times. But think about it. 
when people are ready, they're ready. So somebody that might get your postcards right now might not be ready, but when they get your postcards in in six months, they might be ready. But if you're not regularly sending out those postcards to the same area, then they're not going to see you, right? The likelihood of them being ready and available and ready to list at right that one second is very, very low. But when you keep doing it over and over again, you never know when the iron is going to strike, when the iron's going to be hot. The goal and the idea is that you are around, that they keep seeing your marketing materials when they're actually ready to sell. Now, if you accompany this correctly with sending out your postcards to properly nurturing them through your social media campaigns, with them seeing you on video, with them seeing your signs, right? I mean, running your Facebook ads and campaigns, seeing you on social media, YouTube, Instagram, and all over the place, that's when it really, 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 really helps. So if you're just doing farming, but you're not doing any other digital marketing strategies, it probably will not be as effective. If you accompany your just listed cards, your just sold cards, along with other social media strategies so that you're always top of mind awareness and you're inadvertently nurturing. So think about this. When people are seeing your stuff on a regular basis over and over again, you're inadvertently nurturing to them. You're inadvertently prospecting. It's like you're cold calling, you're door knocking, you're doing all of those things all of the time just because you're constantly and consistently showing up on people's feeds where they're looking. So when you accompany digital marketing strategies with traditional print mail, it's very, very effective. So I hope that made sense, Molly, and helped you out. And as always, everyone, do me a favor. Be sure to turn on your post notifications and be sure to subscribe to our page so we know we can continue getting you great, relevant content. And as always, make it a great day. When you do what you love, people love what you do. So if you've got questions about digital marketing, real estate, or quite frankly, any profession, you are in the right place. So we've got a question from Sharon Evans Quiet. I'm sure I'm saying that completely wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm new to the industry as well as new to the Houston area. As you may well know, absolutely no one knows me and there are realtors that are established. How do I go about prospecting and getting leads? I've done seven open houses with no leads. I often wonder what I'm doing wrong. Okay, well... This is a great question and this relates to most aspects of marketing. So when you are trying to work with customers, you want to attract them, right? And many times people, once they see you as the authority figure, then they're more likely to want to work with you because you've established yourself as someone that they should work with based upon your knowledge base, your experience and how much information that you have. But in order to establish yourself as the authority figure, right, you need to make sure you're getting your name out there. People are seeing you on a constant basis, that you are top of mind awareness anytime they think anything about real estate or your community. The very best way to do that is to utilize social media property properly to be on the right digital media platforms, right social media platforms, and get your information and your name out there using video. Think about this. Why are you actually watching this right now? If you're watching this right now, for some reason, I've established myself as somebody that you think that you might want to watch or learn from. I've established myself as the authority figure. And because I'm the authority figure, I'm attracting you. So instead of me chasing you down, trying to get you as a lead, right? You're coming to me. You're learning about me. You're getting to know, like, and trust me based upon the fact that you think that what I have to say is valuable. That's how you want to become with your community. As you start to position yourself as the authority, 
right? Not just the expert, because what's the difference between authority and expert? You might be an expert, but if no one knows that you're an expert, then it doesn't make a difference. So once you've established yourself as the authority figure, when people meet you, they're more likely to want to work with you. And then people start coming to you, you start attracting business. It's called attraction-based marketing, engagement marketing, right? You give information, you give advice, you give value, you give help, you give support. Anytime anyone thinks anything about your industry, about real estate, about your area, they start to think about you when you're constantly educating them properly all the time. So this makes it to where you're attracting clients and not just chasing leads. No one likes to chase leads. So I hope that that helped you, Sharon, um, and just know that it does take time there is so much noise out there we have to compete with so much stuff think about when you're um, anytime you're on TV or you're on your your computer or you're on the internet or you're on Facebook you're getting just bombarded with ads and and just noise and and people wanting to you to do the, use their business model or work with them right so because of that it takes a lot of time for us to break through all the noise and to become seen in front of the people that we want to to see us. Does that make sense? So what I recommend doing is just get information out there, properly distribute it, make sure you're running your ads, make sure you're running campaigns, make sure you're targeting and retargeting people based upon what they're interested in and just push as much content and as much information that will help people and meet a specific need that they have. And the more that you do this, the easier it's going to be for you to start not only generating leads, but actually having clients and being seen as that authority figure that people want to actually work with. So I hope that helps. So I hope this was helpful. Do me a favor, be sure to turn your post notifications on and subscribe to my channel so I can continue to create great content that will help you. And as always, when you do what you love, people love what you do. Hey there, I have a brand new podcast called Fired Up with Krista Mayshore, where I bring my high energy right to your ears. This podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. So do me a favor, go subscribe and leave a review. All this information is free and I cannot wait to teach you everything I know. Thanks so much for watching my video. You can learn more about how to be a successful real estate professional by watching other videos that I have. And be sure to subscribe to my channel. And as always, make it a great home selling and buying day.